Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 188 of How Do You Write? I'm Rachel Heron. So thrilled you're here with me today as we are talking to Elizabeth Kay, who wrote a phenomenal novel called Seven Lies. And um, she, which I learned during our interview, is actually an editor and kind of came into writing from that standpoint. So it's a fascinating interview. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Hope you um, hope that you do. I'm sure that you will. And just a quick catch up on what's going on around here. Um, I am just revising again. I live in revision land. It's wonderful and it's hard. And uh, I think that I'm at the point with this book where I just want maybe to be writing a different book. <laughs> we all get to that point where we're like, oh God, I don't want to look at this scene even one more time. And I need to, this is the fourth revision that I'm doing for my editor. And when I get to a scene, I'm like, welcome friend. Good grief. Back again. I will say something. Uh, I got pro writing aid. I had used Grammarly for a long time to kind of check to see. I am really, really bad at doubling words or leaving words out. I type very fast and my brain goes too fast. And (laughs) usually like one word every three sentences is left out and it's often an important word. So Grammarly was helping me with that. However, I tried pro writing aid, uh, which was cheaper to buy outright and have it forever than it was to have Grammarly. And I just tested it out this week with a Patreon essay. And it was very, very helpful. While I was looking at my revisions of my book yesterday, I tried putting in a chapter to use pro writing aid and it was overwhelming. It actually got me way too far into the minutia of editing and I'm not quite there yet. I'm still dealing with some character issues and some plot issues. So I need to back out. But I know that at the very last, at the very last point, when I'm about to send it to my editor, I will run it through Pro Writing Aid, which I like a lot more than Grammarly, especially for it pointing out unwieldy sentences and words or phrases that you have repeated too many times. I've got a pretty good ear for repeats now. It used to be terrible when I started this game. I would use the word bus, you know, twice in a paragraph or whatever. Um, And I wouldn't hear that you don't want to use the same word two or three times close together on a page. It's hard to see. That's what editors see for you. So don't worry about that if you can't see it. But it is nice to also have a program that will point it out to you. So that was fun. Um, In other big news, It's my birthday weekend. It's the 4th of July weekend as I record this. And I did something really fun today for my birthday. I went out into open water and swam in the bay. I got a wetsuit. I got it for my birthday for myself online. And I put it on and a friend met me out there and kind of taught me how to sight as you swim because it's a different experience. You have to raise your head to sight where you're going and to breathe. Um, combining the two moves when I am just used to, you know, breathing on the side and looking down at a lane marker, it's very, very different. I got a little bit dizzy, uh, because the, it was choppy out on the bay today and I loved every single second of it. I 
absolutely loved it. I am now an open water swimmer. And so for my birthday, I am going out at 9.30 a.m. with a group. And they swim every week in Berkeley. They swim three times a week. And they just go out into the bay and swim. And it's the bay. It's just there. It's it's a little dirty and it's a little, the ground is slimy and it's okay. It was so fun. I am such a water baby. I just want to have my body in water all the time. I always wanted to surf because I wanted just to sit on the surfboard. I never wanted to actually surf or get in line or deal with other people who are waiting in line to catch the the surfing wave. I also didn't want a huge board that could hit me in the head. None of that. And I realized recently that, no, I just wanted to go out in the ocean and hang out. And you can do that in a wetsuit. It's buoyant. You just kind of, you get tired of, of swimming, just kind of kick back and look up at the sky or roll around. It was so much fun. So I am a new convert and I'm kind of obsessed and I can't wait to go for my second time. So that is what's exciting around here. Nothing to do with writing. Um, but outside hobbies are fantastic for our writing, right? I hope that you are getting some work done. Please come to wherever I am online and tell me about it. I really love to hear from you all. And now we're just going to jump right into the interview with Elizabeth K. Please enjoy and happy writing to you. Hey, you're a writer. Did you know that I send out a free weekly email of writing encouragement? Go sign up for it at rachelherron.com slash write. And you'll also get my Stop Stalling and Write PDF with helpful tips you can use today to get some of your own writing done. Okay, now on to the interview. Well, I could not be more pleased today to welcome to the show Elizabeth Kay. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm thrilled to. Loved your book. We're going to talk about that. Um, just a little introduction. Elizabeth Kay works in the publishing industry under a different name. She lives in London and has a first class degree in English literature. And Elizabeth, your book, Seven Lies, as we record, it comes out tomorrow. Is that right? It does. Yes. It's been out in the UK for a couple of months now, but out in the US tomorrow. Oh, that, okay. That is so exciting. We were just talking off air a little bit. This is your debut novel and you are the the really the it girl right now (laughs) does it feel like that no actually I was (laughs) maybe it's partly lockdown as well I feel like I'm in a weird little bubble in the middle of nowhere in a way um yeah the whole thing has been really exciting I mean I'm so thrilled to see it published here and and with you guys, so oh, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a whirlwind. It's one of those that um, I I I get a lot of offers from publicists on books, and I don't always have the time to read the books. But your book looks so compelling that I picked it up, and I just could not put it down. It was one of those. Um, you have a long list of people who blurbed it so beautifully, and it's worth every blurb. I just could not stop turning the pages. So um, oh, thank you so much. Oh, have you always been drawn to the thriller genre? No. Well, no, actually. The first thriller I really read was Gone Girl. So okay. not that long ago yeah. when that came out. Um, but I mean, what a place to start. Yes. And since then, I've been, it's definitely what I read more than anything else Me now. Too. And there's been, I mean, there have been so many good novels in that space in the last few years. You're never short of a a great book if that's your area never short and if you know once you get a couple friends who do the texting back and forth oh I got another one 
you got to read this one. And your book was one of those that I've been telling all of my tight thriller reader friends to read. But let's talk about your writing process because that's what we do on this show. So um, what what does your writing process look like? How did you get this done? I'm assuming, do you have another job in the industry on the side? Yes. So I work Monday to Friday as an editor uh, for Penguin Random House in the UK. So this was very much a weekend project. So this was Saturdays, Sundays for about nine months, six to nine months was my first draft. And it was basically, I found that if I got dressed for the day, then I had to start the day. So as long as I stayed in my pajamas, (laughs) it was easy to just pretend I was in kind of a weird limbo between night and day where I would just sit down and write for a good few hours. So that was my process for getting the bulk of this novel this novel done that is so so clever I love that um, little hack and I I didn't realize that you were an editor there what kind of um, literature do you edit at Penguin I work quite a lot actually. I do a few, a few thrillers but not very many but some kind of book club fiction lots of non-fiction as well so a real mix how did it feel coming to this book with your it editor's was... hat were you able to take the editor's hat off for the first no, draft I'm terrible um <laughs> I'm terrible at taking my editor hat off and I much prefer once I've done the first draft, I'm much happier kind of fiddling and playing around and yeah. reworking. I find the first bit a real slog, um, trying to watch that word count go up really slowly. Uh, and I had, I had worked on a few novels before this, tried to write things and nothing had ever felt that exciting. So in a way with this book, I wrote the first chapter and it's in the voice of Jane, who's the main character. And once I had her, this felt so much easier. I actually, I would almost say I enjoyed the first draft of this oh one. Oh my goodness. Because I, I really imagine. liked, I liked <laughs> being in her head. Um, so that made it a lot easier. Um, but certainly the editor in me was, I was always having to make her be quiet. <laughs> the, um, without giving any spoilers, of course, the end actually surprised me and I have a harder and harder time finding that in books as we Ah. you know as we push envelopes and as we write everything we possibly can and I read all the thriller everything and your ending surprised me both what it was and how it was done did you this is just a curiosity on Rachel's part question did you know the ending when you were writing toward it or did it come to you later I knew from the very near the beginning where the ending was set and sort of the bones of what was going to happen, the kind of the detail took a lot longer. Uh, I think that's probably the bit that had the most drafts. I wrote, I would say probably at least 10, maybe 15 different versions of the ending with not huge changes, but different characters in different places, slightly different ways to twist it. Um, It was certainly the bit that I found most challenging. So I'm glad it was a surprise because I agree with you. That's, you know, it's hard to do something that yeah. does shock people, I think. Yeah, I think I think it is. And you did something really creative with tense in at the very end where it was just I had to like go back and check to see how you had done it. So good job you. All right, <laughs> <Thank> what <you. laughs> what is your biggest challenge when it comes to writing? Certainly it's it's the editor in me mostly, but um I had a baby at the beginning of the year, so now it's time. Oh, I yes. used to be able to in a way, I think, well, I'm just having to be stricter. Yeah. If I have two hours, I write and I try and write fast. I don't have time for the editor anymore. She's gone. <laughs> Get the words down. So, um, and is this your first baby? Yes. So how interesting to have this happen after you'd written all of this, you know, yeah. some maternal stuff. Yeah. So oh. it's kind of, 
may, I don't I haven't read my book since I've had my son yeah. I wonder if it would make me feel differently um I don't know I it's a it's watch an interesting space. Question. I might do it and see what I feel <laughs> what is your biggest joy when it comes to writing actually for me it's been people saying I thought it was kind of the editing bit and in a way it is but it's also people saying oh you know I've I've told my mum she has to read it or I've, I've suggested it for my book club. It's really exciting to have people want to share it and want to talk. I think that's the thing I love about reading. When I finish a book yes. and I want to say, oh, you've got to read this because I have to speak to someone. Yes. And for people to be doing that about my book is just a real joy because that's those are the books that, really like, that I really love. When I want to do that, I know it's been a great read. That's a, that's a really beautiful way to show love, I think, too between, you know, family members or friends who are doing that. I, my, my mom was always my best person that all mm-hmm. got all of my books and she sent me all the books that she loved the most. And that, and that hole has never been quite filled. Like I have other people, this is my thriller person. This is my book yeah. club person, but, but yeah, well, that's beautiful. Um, can you share a craft tip of any sort with us? Well, in terms of silencing your inner editor, one of the things I did a lot last time, and I can see myself having to do again, working on a book too, is turning the font to the color white as you're typing so you can't see what you're writing you just as long as you can type fairly fairly well not too many typos it's a good way to kind of just write two or three pages stop overthinking I'm talking to myself stop overthinking it (laughs) stop going back and saying no one would ever say that or that would never happen or that sounds really messy just keep going and then once you've done a chunk you can turn it back to a black font or whatever color you work with That's and read through genius. it and see if it works. I've heard so many other tri- tips and tricks about, you know, make it too small so your eye can't see it or, or, you know, close your eyes, but the white just works. You, and you could probably still see where the cursor is, right? Yes. And you can see the pages going, which right. is very satisfying. It's satisfying. And, and also I, I, I always worried that like, if I couldn't see it or close my eyes, I would worry that I'd clicked away and I'm not actually writing. You know, in the wrong window yeah, you can or something. See the cursor. You can see the little red lines underneath every time you've made a typo. <laughs> um, but you can't read the words. And you can't see That's genius. the length of your paragraphs or any of your grammar. Or, you yeah. kind of have to ignore all of those bits and just think about the story for a few pages. I am loving that. Thank you. That just blew my mind and I can hear it blowing the minds of the listeners. So thank you. That's brilliant. Worth a try. Yes, absolutely. Oh my goodness. Okay. What thing in your life affects your writing in a surprising way? I think probably, probably my mood. I find there are some chapters, sometimes I'll be writing a chapter and I'll think, I just can't write this now. Or I'll be in a really bad mood or really cross about something. And I think I'm going to go write that, that chapter that I know needs to come soon. It's a really angry one. I'll go do that now. I'm not very good at kind of silencing myself to put on a different pair of glasses or a different coat. I'm far better to follow where I'm at. So you use it. You use the mood to do what you need to, to do. Yeah. That, that's so clever. When I'm in I a... don't think you can write a love scene if you're in a really cross mood. No. Maybe other people can. I've tried. I, I can. I've tried. I cannot. <laughs> it does not work. That's that's so much smarter. Usually when I'm in a grumpy mood, I just stop things and avoid the page completely. I've well, actually... that works as well, doesn't it? <laughs> Sometimes like... you have to walk away. It feels pretty good, I got to tell you. I just turned in a revision to my editor four days ago, so I'm still like high on the fumes of being done. So... And having a bit of time where you're like, it's not my job anymore. It's someone else's job for a little bit. Unfortunately, my editor is, I don't know about you, but she's one of those people. She'll get it back to me in a week. 
She'll, oh, you've got to make the most of this. She's horrible. So just know that as an editor, we love it when you say, oh, I hope to get to it in the next six weeks. And we're like, no, you could take eight. You can take 12. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, what is the best book that you've read recently and why did you love it? I have just finished reading Sherry Le Penner's new novel. Sherry Le Penner, Sherry Le Peanut, which is called The End of Her. It's out in the UK next month. I think it's probably similar in the US. Yeah. Uh, which is another, if you've read The Couple Next Door or any of her other books, yeah. this is another brilliant suburban thriller. Great characters, love to hate most of them. Uh, lots of good twists, really fast paced. So it's very much one to look out for. Perfect. I really, she's Canadian, right? Is yeah, she Canadian? She is. yeah. Um, I've never heard the term suburban thriller. I've heard domestic thriller, but I really like the term suburban thriller because that's really what hers small town aren't they yeah absolutely your neighbors all of that i love that thank you and um will you tell us a little bit like your elevator pitch of seven lies and tell us a little bit about it sure so it is it's the story of two friends jane and marnie who've known each other since they were 11 it's the seven lies that jane tells to marnie which get more and more sinister as the novel goes on and which results in a death near the middle of the novel and far darker things further on. <laughs> I love, I talk to my students a lot about that context shifting midpoint. And when you use that midpoint of, we will not name who died, but somebody died. Um, I was like, yes, that's a perfect place. Death is always a good thing to put at the, the midpoint. That's what people say, isn't it? Work out what happens in the middle first. Mm -hmm. Yes. When I remember to do that, it works well. Usually, I do. I'm, I'm my own. I'm always forgetting all the good advice that people are telling me. So, so are you in the Maybe. process right now of writing book two? I am writing a couple of book twos to see which one oh, works best. Good for you. See which one fits. Oh. Um, I'm kind of fleshing out a few first chapters to see whether one of them feels strong enough. I love that. Yay! All right, and where can people find you? They can find me. If they'd like to, I'd love to hear from anyone who reads the book. If people yes. enjoy it or have a question, I'm at any other Lizzie on Twitter and Instagram. So come find me there. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so very much for this interview. And thanks for a book that puts spring in my step again when I, when it comes Brilliant. to thank the thriller so genre. So thank you. Thanks. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends.